Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Stan Trump, and I want to talk about the greatest podcast in the world. This podcast, Tommy Talks with Tommy Shannon. I gotta say, I gotta say, I've seen a lot of podcasts. Listen to Tommy Talks, it's the greatest podcast in the world, Donald Trump certified. Oh <laughs> my, that is <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Commons, mate. <laughs> <laughs> mate, you're so different off mark, just you know, just just don't don't go. Welcome back. Just get straight into it. So I'm yeah. trying to get straight yeah. into it, boys. No, no Tommy talks, no nothing. Nah, nah. Well, they don't. They, I'll do an intro, outro. I'll do it too. Yeah. I should say yeah. it's just a pleasure to see you, mate. It's oh, been that you. long. When's yeah. the last time we actually? Honestly, man, I reckon. Yeah, gee, I can't even answer that question. I think it was when we were. I was on trying chapel. to fabricate a story. I'm like, how quick can I think of something to say? Yeah, no. Nah. Like it was Chapel when AO finished last year, and then I, yeah. then obviously COVID, and I, I nicked off. Yeah, that's so true, man. And yeah. We're on the street, and we're laughing our tits off. Yeah, I know. And every time I since. see you, I just laugh uncontrollably. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a laugh today, mate. Jake. If we had the first twenty minutes on air, that would have been frightening. I know, yeah. I know, and we're going to get more. Um, but thanks for having us. Oh, thanks for having us. How am I going? Welcome. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> mate. It's a pleasure, pleasure to be here. I think we should talk about um elliot's car parking situation mate because well, i reckon he's gonna be it. fucking giving you oh, a can yeah. i just i'll, I'll run yeah. the story so yeah. i'm i'm running around i've i've you know I've, i'm i'm like fuck i've told him to come here i haven't really given him any idea about the parking situation so we started 11 30 right i've called him i've missed his call to start i've called him back and as i've called it's it's it's, it's locked the um the phone and he's missed the turn off because i've called so he's like you've cost me five more i go oh no like you got you know you gotta look after your guests right anyway then he gets here i see him pacing up the street <laughs> There's this angry, lean, ripped unit up the street. I'm talking to you on the phone. Right talking now. to me, he goes, Didn't even, I haven't seen him in a year, this bloke. And he goes, the fucking parking. He walks in the building, co-working space, meant to be quiet. Fucking 28 bucks. So bad, mate. Who knows what's going to sting me for the next hour. Yeah, what do you say? That's the one hour? I'm pretty sure. Oh, I mate, he's gone. It just gobbled up my credit card. They eat, they eat you up around the eye. Parking in Richmond is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure I just got an email from Nat McCount Drain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, oh, well, mate, how'd you go? You got a park? Is it within a kilometre? I think so, mate. I, I got on the jog. It took me about, <laughs> it was about 5K away. But, you know, it's all right. <laughs> yeah, good to see you as well, mate. Yeah. I just fucking 20 hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Daylight robbery. Oh, man, oh, absolutely mate. it and is. You, 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 normally, you normally don't wear hats. Why are you wearing a hat? Oh, I got a shocking haircut <laughs> the other day, mate, and it's funny you bring that up because we've talked a lot about that off mic. So thanks for that, Tommy. Appreciate that. Mate. <laughs> <laughs> you set you up beautifully. I went to the local barber. Uh, he's like this new barber that operates down the road from my house. Uh, we won't disclose where that location is because <laughs> there's, uh, you know, for obvious reasons. Um, He's always there's no reason. <laughs> well just I've you. got a few stories <laughs> why. Yeah. We'll get to that in just a moment. But, um, you probably, he actually lives on the same street as me. We just figured this out off mic. So you yeah. know exactly the one I'm talking about. New, new place. Just new place. Yeah. yeah right and uh, I, I, just saw this, I saw this heavy set Arabic bloke out the front, you know, and he was looking real staunch, had all the tats and stuff, but it looks like a proper men's barber. So I walked in there. I thought I'll get my little sorted out get the salad sorted out and i said look mate just a slight little trim on the top. i'm like barely touch the top please mate i just want to keep as much on the top as possible mate you know like i've got a receder you know like, like sorry, you know I, mean? I know what you're talking about he's got me looking like Count Dracula. 
It's honestly the worst. He was I've so never had a worse haircut in my life. <laughs> and then he goes at the end, he's like, you look good. I'm like, mate, who are you looking at? I'm like, it's obviously oh, no. not me. Oh, no. Oh, I can't mate. be going well, to that place, <laughs> mate. That's unbelievable. Yeah. I got one well, not long ago. Not this one, but the one before. Same thing. Yeah, I said, don't really? touch the top too much. It was actually yeah. a bit longer. I said, oh, yeah. look. Because my hair takes ages to grow. Same. And I said, just clean me up on the sides. Fade. Start with a zero. Go up to a one. Yeah. And on top, it actually is due for a trim. And then it's always at the end, they just, you know, they put the, well, mine was pretty long and he's cut it. So the hair was about, you know, here because yeah. the fringe is slicked back and then it's, and then it's there. Yeah. And then at the end, they get those thinning scissors. Yeah, mate. They, take they just a start few, hacking they at your head. They take a few <laughs> things <laughs> off as well, though. They things. do, mate. And then he puts it back down and it's here and I'm going, and I'm a bit like, it's starting to go a bit thin and yeah, it doesn't mate. sit back now. Like this is, <laughs> this is obviously a month and a half of growth and I've just said, do the right thing and he's done it. And he's done a cracking job, but the one before, I was a bit like you, mate. I was, yeah, I was like, got just a don't. good head of hair, to be fair, I yeah. reckon. Yeah, but I when reckon. it goes short, I can't. It takes so long to grow, and no. that's why when you, it's funny when you're in the chair yeah. and you see the scissors come back out, you're like, "What are no, you doing, mate?" Bad. Mate, you my, my bloke didn't even touch, touch the scissors. He just pulled out the shearers the whole time. <laughs> yeah, he didn't even touch them, mate. It's crazy. Well, mate, we actually yeah. are sponsored by Cap Z, so I've got you. I've got you. You can take either of these hats. You can take oh, both, wow. mate. But if you need to cover up the lid, wow. Caps have got. Thanks, Caps have got you covered, I'll mate. I'll take so. them both. <laughs> now, I've got, to, I've got to touch on because I've never seen you without a hat. And, and the reason is, we, as we did discover off, uh, off air, I live up the road for you. <laughs> yeah, but I've, known that, for, I've known that for a little bit, but yeah. I haven't known you. But I tell you what, you have A-grade status in Brighton. <laughs> I, have, I have never seen anything like it. I've never seen you without – I've never seen your eyes. You're always wearing sunnies, <laughs> always wearing a cap, always in like sporting gear, tennis <laughs> yeah, kit. true. And always dining for one at a cafe. And it's oh. just like, mate, the sunnies, it's, it's A-grade celeb status. Like, just give me a coffee and give me space. <laughs> And it is absolute world class, and I've been dying. Now your eyes are beautiful as well oh, thanks, <laughs> in mate. the flesh. They're literally redder than the devil's appendage. <laughs> but thank you so much. No. I appreciate that. <laughs> absolute superstar. You're, you're telling it. me that you both live very close to each other. You I live actually on top of a cafe in an apartment, yeah. and that ca it's a great cafe. And I've seen Elliot a few times. There, there's another one up the road I've seen, but he's always decked out in like what I would define as like an A grade, B grade celeb, just trying to cut through the crowd and not be known. <laughs> well, he <is> a <laughs> it could be just your normal. Where, by yeah, the way, that's just how I've read it. He is an A grade, and talking about A grade, mate, when it comes to January and February, <laughs> oh, there's no bigger name yeah, in Australia yeah. than Elliot Loney. Yeah, I'm surprised you got me on now, man. I'm pretty much redundant for the rest of the year, <laughs> mate, so you probably should have got me on in January. I don't know why you got me on, but uh, yeah, no, that's very true, mate. January is an unbelievable time. Oh, uh, it's exciting. How does it, how do you like so obviously you're mates with Curios and Kokonakis, but like, how do you? How did you get in a position where you're literally on like almost every talk show and like some of the panel, the series panels for the tennis? Mate, and stuff? It's weird. Like, I'm, I'm, well, that's kind of like what I've been aiming towards because I do do tennis coaching as well. I've been doing like my qualifications through Tennis Australia and stuff. So I love the sport. I used to play a lot. Um, so it was always my goal to sort of speak from a more like candid professional sense in terms of tennis as a whole. But the gags kind of led me to that. So I probably had my first appearance on the Today Show in 2015 doing like a Rafa thing with Clint Stanaway. And then um, it's just been more and more gradually every year, I guess I've become a bit more um, familiarised with the coverage, especially with Channel 9. I feel like Channel 9 are more inclined to take risks than Channel 7 were. Yeah. Like Channel 7 are a bit more conservative and now 9 have the rights. It's been great for me because 9 have been nothing but, um, yeah, I guess generous about giving me airtime, giving me coverage. I met some good people along the years, uh, made some good contacts. And, uh, yeah, it's paid dividends, obviously. 
It's unreal. So it, yeah. do you go on there to play like the comedy role or do they actually get you on there um, just to like have a chat to you now? Because initially it was probably to do impersonations. Yeah. So stuff. I'm trying to do a bit of both. Like I'd love to sort of see myself uh, sort of comedy, like a Roger Rasheed type <laughs> operation. <laughs> <laughs> Roger Rasheed. <laughs> Sitting cool, Simon the pipes out. Just you know, <laughs> <laughs> making sure you're yeah, getting that vastus medialis and that deltoid just right front and centre. Like, you know, um, yeah, I'm just trying to get that sorted. But I mean, I do like talking candidly about the sport. I love tennis. I could talk about tennis underwater. That's something that not, not a lot of people um, yeah. would know as much because you're so fucking yeah, well, funny. Yeah, well, I didn't realise you actually were tennis coach. Yeah. Like, have, you seen, have you seen this bloke play tennis? Yeah, I've seen him play. So I knew. His, I see his I Instagram, Instagram and I'm like, play. mate, why aren't, you in the, <laughs> why aren't you in the tournament? I, I, I'd love to actually ask, what, how far off are you? Because it's, I'm not putting, I'm, you know you're very good and you, you were a gun when you were growing up. What is the difference between, I guess, Cocky and, and Kicks, what, what is it? How far off would you be? That's a good question. I think I've spoken about this a little bit. Um, like quite a few people ask that question because tennis is like, I think it's a really difficult sport for a lot of people who are like sports fanatics to really understand. Like, cause I know you guys, you froth your sport as well, but tennis is a weird sport, particularly in Australia, because it's only really talked about for a month of the year, mm. luckily, you know, like if you're lucky. Um, whereas like worldwide, it's a much bigger scene. Um, so I think a lot of people don't really understand like the, the disparity and the difference between like levels in tennis, like the levels in tennis are so high, man. Like if you're a top hundred tennis player, you are, I reckon one of the most gifted athletes in the whole world. Like, because it's just, I mean, I mean, maybe I'm biased. I probably am biased, but I've always had this conversation with a lot of sports fans. I reckon tennis is the hardest sport to make it in, in the world for many different reasons, but like, you know, I think about how much time I put into tennis. I've always often said, if I put as much time into, say, AFL from the same age as I did into tennis, well, at least I would have got paid for playing footy. Even if I didn't make AFL, I would have played VFL right. or played a decent level of club footy and got some money. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas in tennis, if you're not in the top 75, 80 players in the world, it's hard to make money, man. You're basically not even making money. It's crazy. It's insane, wow. man. Is, crazy. It, is it that technical? Like, oh man! It, like how big, how big of a difference would it be from like the world number one to say the 150th seat? Is it like monumental, See, or is it just mo- the minor top ten and top twenty guys? I reckon there's another layer of level that's like you know separating the the guys below that. But I think to be honest, man, like between like 100 and and maybe 40, it's mostly mental. All these guys can right. play high level tennis. I mean, I know a lot of guys who are around the seven, eight hundred mark. If you saw them on practice court, you'd watch them hit the ball and you'd be like, what's the difference between this guy and Rog? You know what I mean? Yeah. But then when they play a match situation, everything changes. Right. Um, a lot of these guys, like the top guys, like your Novaks, your Rogers, your Raffers, you know, these guys are just like mental beasts, mate. Like beasts. That's yeah. insane, That's bro. The difference. Yeah. And with your coaching and, and playing and even all the yeah. boys that do, <clears throat> throughout the week, not in not not in tournaments. So right now, if the boys are preparing for another one, mm. what does their week look like from a skills point of view? You, obviously, there's you know I don't know a lot about the, the game, but obviously yeah. there's tennis. Yeah. There's obviously the serving, forehand, backhand, volley, all the all the rest of it. But like, is there a certain day where they have a coach that goes right this hour? We're going to work on this skill, break this skill because there's just so many parts to kind of break down yeah. their game. I think it's interesting because if you're talking about like Fanasi and Nick um, particularly, um, they're very different players, Very di- they, they're very different in the way that they go about things. Like obviously Fanasi has a coach, so he spends a lot of time with his coach on court working on specific things if he needs to. Um, they'll probably spend like a few hours doing specific stuff and then maybe he'll hit with like a player and maybe play some practice sets throughout the week and that'll happen like, you know, maybe six days a week. He might have one day off, two days off, depending on how his body is. Someone like Nick, like I spent a month with him in Canberra doing preseason. Mate, the guy like, it's just, 
you don't know what's going to happen. He's unbelievable. To, I think to add to that, because he, he went to Sydney after the Aussie Open yeah. and he put up a story a week later going, yeah. is there anyone in Sydney that can hit tennis decent? Well, mate, <laughs> Need like, a hitting partner. I'll be, I'll be honest <laughs> like, here. Like, he, would, he would absolutely chop me. Like If we played a set, mate, I'd be lucky to win a game. He, he beat me love and love easy. Because you know I mean? really? but I was practising with him. How was his lead up for the oh, Aussie Open? Yeah. Do you know oh, what I mean? Yeah, I saw you. So like, that's the thing. Like, I, I don't think... It's it's pretty insane. Like he's probably one of the most naturally gifted, if not the most naturally gifted tennis player I've ever seen. A lot of people yeah. share that sentiment. I mean, you know, the stuff that I've seen him do on the practice court, it honestly like it just, it just gives you goosebumps. You're oh. like, how does it? What what just happened? You don't. Sometimes you look at him hit shots and you go, yeah. how did that just transpire in front Love of my it. eyes? I don't get it. Doesn't do it justice sometimes it. on the camera. I reckon like no. probably for you up close when yeah. you're watching it, it's probably just like unbelievable. Do you person. see some things on the when you when you're um, not sparring but you yeah. know, practicing together? Does he do some crazy stuff? Oh mate, he does it on the court. But, but I know. Like, I mean, it. it's the funniest thing that I find the most ridiculous is like you draw the correlation between him and Happy Gilmore because like he's got the big drive. <laughs> The big surf, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like he rolls up on the like he. When we were in Canberra, I'm not cho- I'm not joking here. He's got probably got the best serve in the world. I reckon. Like people say that there's other guys like Riley Opelka and Evo Karlovic and these guys with absolute rockets. But I reckon he's got the best serve in his world in, in the world in particular because he can like do so much with it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's like we hit serves once in a month. <laughs> <laughs> but some bit, maybe yeah. some athletes are like that. Yeah. Underprepare is almost better for them. If they well, yeah, overdo so it, then they maybe think too much. much. It's just I've never seen anything like it. Like I don't understand how he can have like such a natural, flawless service action. And me being with him, learning so much, just being on the practice court with him, seeing him hit serves once in a month. Because I know that he puts like people think he puts mayo on it when he says he's not training, or he's not doing stuff like that. Like it was actually amazing for me to go. This guy's not bullshitting when he's saying this stuff. He's actually being legit about it. Wow. Like I've watched him hit serves once, and I reckon he hit serves for like fifteen minutes. And then I watched him play AO, and he served unbelievably. I think he had the fastest serve of the tournament. <laughs> I don't that's know unreal, about, isn't yeah. it? It is. That's what people don't know. I wish everyone could know. Yeah. Like, that's insane. Do you think yeah. this is where do you think that he's better off doing that? Or do you think there's another level if he keeps practicing on it? I think um Nick knows for sure that if he practiced as much as say like a Rafa Nadal or something, it'd be and he'd put all his eggs into that basket, I don't see many guys that would be able to stop him. Because yeah. he's, you know, he's pretty much the only guy. I think he is the only guy, I think, to have beaten Novak. Andy Murray and Roger Federer in his first time, like playing all of them. Like wow. it's a pretty crazy start. And then like, I don't know, like you think about how little he's trained in comparison to them in terms of like the lifespan of his tennis. But I mean, Nick's been very public about it. He's discussed it a lot. Like I think that he just, he's chosen this life. Like he doesn't really want to win grand slams. He just wants to be like a good ambassador for the sport, bring new sponsors in, bring new fans in, which he's already done. Which he's doing. He's he's sure, doing and um, change the face of the game. And I think that's like Nick's goal. And like after spending a lot of time with him, having a lot of discussions about it, like I completely understand it and I support it, you know, like if that's what he wants to do and makes him happy, then like, do those boys like lean on you? Cause I want to ask you about like a bit more seriously <clears> around them, this tournament, but like just, just for, to start off with, do those boys lean on you ever for advice? Like just, just around tennis or are they, like, do they kind of have you around them just to keep it lighthearted and I have think, a bit of fun as well? Yeah, it's a good question. Like, I think like they definitely, um, I think listen to me, which I think is like really cool. Like I feel like whenever I like have something to say on tennis, like they actually listen, which I think is like crazy. Um, but obviously they know so much about the game and they're such like, you know, they've got their tennis IQ is so high. They don't need me to like give them any mm. advice or anything like that. But I think like the mutual respect is there enough that they'll actually listen to what I have to say. 
you know, which That's I think amazing, is amazing. Cool. Yeah, because yeah. I saw you with them all the time. Do you watch? You watch the doubles? Yeah, I'm what, sure. What do you? What do you I was in Noosa. I was texting him. I was like, mate, I love seeing his pipes <laughs> yeah. in the box. Every time it goes to every time it goes to the box, I'm like, there I he is. I saw him more. Yeah. I saw Kokonakis or Kyrgios at times. What I think, yeah. and because uh, we know I know Cocky well as through, um, we had a good relationship through the lockdown league stuff that we yeah. did not long ago. We haven't caught up for a while because of all this stuff, um, but. We, I think uh, being a player and athlete like of AFL and when you're stressed and all this and whether you're on to the, the best thing I'm sure is just having the great man there to make him laugh. Yeah. You know, you can see how, how intense it gets. This bloke, there's no, we're going to get into some gags later. <laughs> I've never laughed as hard as hanging out with this guy for a couple of months. I was concerned coming we to would, this podcast. Just mate, about, I, like, are I'm we going to get any words I've had the now. sloppiest rig in my whole career. I've never had abs until I hung out with this guy. Because <laughs> I would just, ruddy, ruddy, just lose my mind. And he's got a new voice. He doesn't new. He actually, if the more you hang out, he can start to copy your voice or your mate. So then is he can. Is that true? Oh, yeah, it happens, yeah. It's, it's an ex- just, is that yeah. just trained? Or is just, I don't know, man. The skill, yeah. the skill, like a, the skill to do your, I didn't, not many people, but there's people that don't know the great man. When you go, hey, do this, it's like, did he just do that? And that's how I felt. So when we're doing this lockdown leg thing, which is an online PlayStation competition, I'd get him on for special comments. And all these AFL players or whatever, whoever was playing, were playing like a game. In comes Loney randomly because I'd be like, bro, quick, chuck the headset on. And then all of a sudden, Bruce McAvaney's rocked up. <laughs> yeah, that's one of your, that's one of your famous yeah, ones. And it. then that's Morgan Freeman rocks up. Yeah. <laughs> and it got to the point where I, I was I was in the hub and I'm literally, wasn't I? Like, I, he yeah. should send me an invoice because nah, it, it'd be, don't send that invoice. <laughs> I'd be like, Matt, boy's a bit flat, need something in this hub. Yeah. yeah, what do you need? I'd write this script and all of a sudden it's like Conor McGregor just spraying the boys. <laughs> <laughs> and like, people think it's actually Conor. Yeah, it's pretty oh, funny. Man. Man, that's insane. So that's how long have you, insane. How long, when did you start, I guess, the, the impersonations and all this comedy? When did it all start? Yeah, man, oh, I think like, uh, oh, obviously, since I came out of the womb, I've always been like a bit of a strange cat. What'd like, you, <laughs> when you come out of the womb, what was the first word and how'd you speak? You reckon, well, no, mate, Morgan it's Freeman. Actually, yeah, Morgan Freeman. Mate, it's pretty funny, man. Like, honestly, my first word, like you probably think typically the first word would be like mum or dad or something like that. Apparently my first word was fucking moon. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So I knew I was a space cadet straight out of fucking womb, mate. Do you know what I mean? Like, who it's does so that? so strange. Yeah, I know. It's so weird. <laughs> my dad's like, no, dad. Dad. I'm like, moon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, the first one I actually remember, yeah. and this might have been a bit into your time, but the, the, for me, one of my favourite ones, because it had a filter on your head and I don't know what oh. platform was off. It was a 90s footy <laughs> yeah. show where you were blown up like a meathead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, uh, the prestigious stuff. Mr. Yeah. <laughs> Give us a minute. There you go, mate. You're a strong, strapping lad, mate. I can see your vestus miliaris, your fucking quadriceps and your voices right here. How would you like to slot in the football for the business? <laughs> 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 Is that based on an actual teacher you've been around? Oh, it's kind of stereotype. Yeah, I think obvious. like obviously, I don't know, man. It's just this weird thing that I've always had like inherently within me. Like I absorb people like for some reason. Like I just kind of like when people talk and stuff, I devour their souls now. I listen to them and like, I don't know, man. It just it kind of like just for some reason, sometimes I just um and it's been like this way for as long as I can remember. Like I'll just kind of start speaking like them and be like, holy shit, man. Like in my own head, I'm like, that sounds exactly like them. And then like my mates would be like, fuck, man, that's like spot on. And that's always been that way. It's really strange. I can't exactly describe what it is. It's, I guess, like um, 
I don't know. For people out there that are listening, because they might they would know who you are and they have heard it. Let's just I'm gonna do a little test here, right? So I know a few that my favourites. We're gonna continue talking and you're gonna be character and I'm just gonna go, you're gonna start with you're gonna start with Conor McGregor, <laughs> Morgan Freeman, and then go rogue after that, because they're my two favourites. And no, there's a few I'll others. Whip the voice list out then. Oh, <laughs> Even better. Actually, let's get this list out. Just just go through your lists before we start. This is honestly some of the most fascinating like stuff you'll when you hear this well. you are going to be mind blown at oh, it's the customization of the uh, voice he can stay in the <laughs> voice talk to us like we are now and just read all these names of people you can do well uh there's uh bear grills there my god this list is massive <laughs> as well mate that is there's, two pages uh, yeah morgan freeman uh, dylan alcott's just made a list as well actually wow. really uh, yeah elmo uh tony abbott uh, Marky Wahlberg, Dave Hughes, uh, Matthew McConaughey, David Attenborough, uh, Rafa Nadal, Andy Murray, Jim Courier, Bernard Tommy, Nick Kyrgios, Dave Ferrer, Novak Djokovic, Dominic Team, Frodo, Samwise, Ganji, Smeagol, <laughs> Sean Connery, Christopher Walken, Senator Palpatine, and I've got all the Star Wars characters here, Dr. Phil, Ronnie Chang, SpongeBob, Patrick the Joker, Elvis Presley, Michael Jackson, Keanu Reeves, <laughs> Mike Tyson. <laughs> so where do you want to start? Wilson, Jack Nicholson, Bill Clinton, Jeremy Clarkson, Peter Should Griffin, we just Jimmy let him Griffin. go rogue and let him? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, I Trump, Dennis Rodman. Mate, if you saw this list, I don't Remember know where Dennis to Rodman? Oh, we're doing a lot. What does Dennis sound like again? Yeah, man. Dennis Rodman, man. <laughs> Scotty Pippen, Michael Jordan, man. Low coming down. Lockdown league, man. From playing basketball, man. Can you, hey, Dennis Rodman, can you tell us about that Vegas Vegas trip when you departed the playoffs? Like, what happened? Yeah, there? man. I was snorting cocaine. I was stripping his asshole, man. That's <laughs> <laughs> all I was doing, man. Straight up drug, man. Scotty Pippen, Michael Jordan, man. Just love doing drug, man. Fuck yeah, man. Fucking supermodel, man. Get in my fucking, fucking V12 cars, man. Straight to the casino, blow fucking $100 million on a million fucking weekend, man. Motherfucker, <laughs> 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 yeah. Did you run into, did you run Running to Conor McGregor when you're there as well? Uh, the face of the footy game, I'm notorious Conor McGregor. Oh, I am the face of the footy game, and uh, that's it, that's it. You know, look, look, look at this, look at this gang, little fuck. <laughs> <laughs> this, this man is behind the keyboard, he, he is making sure I sound uh, like liquid fucking gold. <laughs> look, at that, look at that laptop, look at that little alien hardware. <laughs> Looks like Tommy Sheridan's fucking foreign lead. Look at that. Can you, um, can you, as Morgan Freeman, just tell us about the parking situation before? <laughs> just to walk us through the uh, narration of, narration <laughs> of that. One. I remember on an idle Tuesday, I got a phone call from my friend. Not the friend you're thinking about, not Andy Dufresne. He was a tall, wispy man with a strange haircut and big cat-like eyes. His name was Tommy Sheridan. Tommy Sheridan told me about this podcast that I need to go to in Richmond. Little did I know he'd stitch me up for parking more than anybody else would in my entire life. I walked to that car park, and I saw $28 an hour, and I thought to myself, well, shit. (laughs) (laughs) That is so good. That is so good. It takes me to a trance. Mate, I'm already starting to kick in. I'd rather spend some time in Shawshank than see that (laughs) fucked head ever again. Oh, mate. That is so good. And it's just so much fun and... Oh mate, we yeah, we've gone off track a lot. We've done, we love this shit. We love this shit. I love this shit, and that's yeah. fuck. Even when we're caught up at a cafe, look, Lawrence is telling me about a night out in the piss, and just I go, mate, just recap the night for me. 
And just to make it even, it gets already funny. He starts throwing in these voices. And we're like, <laughs> you didn't even ask him to do the No, no, I asked him, what did you do last night? And he goes, and then as the story gets going, he was just, because he knows I love it so much, we'll crack into these voices. And mate, you should see all the people on the street, they're going, what the fuck's going on out here? Do you have like a cutting point with that when people are like, oh, Elliot Loney, can you do this impersonation? Is there a point where you're like, man, like honestly, I had this discussion with someone the other night. Like, like it's cool. Like, I've always, I'm used to it, man. Like, I go out and like, if someone knows me from my videos and stuff, they always want me to take like, either a photo with him but then sometimes I go a bit further and be like do this voice and then do this voice uh, and then do this voice like and like, like you're a robot. man yeah it's yeah. kind of like the only thing that kind of annoys me with it is like I don't mind doing that that's fine but then like some people just like you know take the piss with it a little bit and like literally like speaking of taking the piss sometimes I'll be in the urinal taking a piss <laughs> oh, and there'll be a up. fucking guy like next to me with a phone <laughs> oh, no. and they'll be like do bear grills like do it now man I'm like man I've literally got my tiny pin Johnson out <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you want me to do? And then I'll just, you know, be like, right, I'm bad grills, I'm taking a piss right now, this fuckwit's trying to film me. <laughs> I feel about that. I'm already in a very inebriated state and I didn't want to get out before, but I tell you what, now I need to get out. (laughs) (laughs) It wouldn't stop. And that's the thing. It doesn't stop. It's addictive, just the request. But you're right. You just, there must be time. And that's probably why you see the great man at the cafe on his own. He just needs to chill out. Well, I mean, obviously I'm on my own, but obviously you can see I'm talking. I'll headhunt you when I see you go in the bathroom. That's what you're like, mate. How are you? Just constantly switching chairs. (laughs) (laughs) Just Lord of the Rings all over. Over again, stupid fat hobbitses. The king of Martin Street, hobble. <laughs> yeah, that's you, mate. That's your new nickname, King of Martin Street, for sure. No, 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 but um, yeah. one of the like my one of my favourite things about Curiosity is his press conferences because we love individuality in sport. Yeah, spoke about themselves. It. And we yeah we love blokes that just call out a journo for a shite question yeah, every now it. and then like him. But have you seen him? Uh, Elliot do the personations of Nick Curiosity with their head to the side yeah. oh, the to the side the Celtics top and change that must Kiggs must lose it when he says oh, that mate. He t- mate he's so good like that man like, I love how Kiggs is like he's so good like that both the boys are cocky and Kiggs man because like we're, we're pretty tight all of us and I just think like it's so good that they just like they're so happy with me taking the piss out of them. Oh, yeah. Like, they just, I mean, it's really funny. Like, we because they take the piss out of me and vice versa, like, we just have this great relationship where we can just have a laugh at each other. And, you know, I'm like, Kiggs knows, like, he never wears hats usually. And, like, he gets pissed off because I'm wearing a hat. He's like, why are you wearing a hat? <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> a good point. Yeah, 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 just yeah, the little that. things. Like, yeah. I love it, but the but hat. Still, for me, see the aesthetic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, mate, I just went to the barbers and he's murdered me head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. Literally, mate. That's it. Yeah, so, I don't know, man. It's pretty funny. But, yeah, he's, he's fine with it, man. It's, it's good. That's it's great. Yeah, yeah, the accountability is great. I love how he calls them out. Yeah, yeah. but can you can you just on a more serious note, because like the, obviously the Aussie Open was unbelievable for them. Yeah. And for me on the outside, like seeing them play together was pretty special. I'm mm-hmm. sure for you even more special. But yeah. like it seemed like with Kyrgios from the outside, like there was almost like a either a maturity change or an attitude change where he was just super like focused and yeah. really wanted to win. Like he called it after like the fourth yeah, or man. Fifth, fifth game. The whole process through that, what was that like behind the scenes with them? And were they as lazy in? Was it anything different? That yeah, no, man. Do? I've never seen – I don't think I've seen kids that locked in for ages. But I think, like, with with him, um, he probably benefits from having sort of stability around him. And I think that new girlfriend's been great for him. Um, Cos is – Costain, her name is – she's awesome. She's a really nice yeah. chick. I met her at Oz Open. And, um, you know, she's um, – 
I didn't really know his ex very well, but I know they had like a lot of drama and stuff and that's pretty well publicised in the media and that. But I think his new girlfriend, she's got her head screwed on. She's very intelligent. Like she's got a degree behind her. She's got like a few side hustles and businesses and stuff. She's got her own life away from Nick, you know, yeah. and I think that's good. Um, she offers a lot of stability and Nick really benefits from that, I think. Like it was interesting, like when they won the final, it was all about 2 o'clock, 2 p.m. once they finished um, – 2 a.m., sorry, rather, when they finished the press conferences. And Cocky and I were raring. Like, we wanted to get, we wanted to, get to electric, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know was, the wild, wild west, that place. Yeah, I was amping him up. I'm like, you just want to slam, mate. <laughs> He's walking around. He's like, yeah, I know, man. I'm so pumped. Like, how sick this? Like, oh, my God. You know, like, he was just loving it. <laughs> and then, like, we went and saw Nick. And we're like, Nick, are you coming, bro? Like, you're going to come out with us? And he's like – Nah, bro. Well, I got a flight at like seven thirty, bro. I'm just gonna chill. I thought he was joking. I'm like, yeah, come on, mate. So he legit didn't yeah. go out He's after like, he won. He, I'm like, mate, we've celebrated a lot less than this. Let's yeah, go, yeah, let's yeah, go yeah, out. Yeah, like, it's incredible. Yeah, and mate, he just didn't want to go out. That's so funny. So, so, yeah. so he didn't go out, but let's talk about the boys that did go out. Oh, oh mate, that was a big night, mate. <laughs> that was a big night. What time did you just get out? I remember talking. It would have been midnight when you would have left. No, 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 man. It was later than that. It was like two, and I think electric closes at like. Three. So I think we got there at two, actually. It must have been a frightening hour. Oh, man. One hour power. Crazy. Yeah, so we had the AO car drop us off. And, um, mate, <laughs> That's hectic. AO car valet. Yeah, valet. But, mate, the Chapel, Chapel Street was a zoo, so we had to, like, stop. And Cocky's like, I can't wait, bro. I've got to get out of the car now and, like, get in there. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm like, so I'm like, all right. And so he tells the driver, he's like, I drive a peasant man. Stop the car. <laughs> <laughs> and the driver's like, oh, uh, yeah. Okay, Mr. Cockenhuck, it's no drama. <laughs> and then he like pulls over the car and we got out the car, man, and it was a zoo, man. So obviously everyone must have been at the pubs and stuff, like watching on the telly. Oh, they'd be hammered. Oh, man, cool. people started running after us. Well, running after Cocky, really. Um, <laughs> but both, come on, mate. The cops yeah, were after me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the cops were after me. Like, <laughs> there he is. The like, come back here, boy. <laughs> we know how crook you are. <laughs> anyway, so I'm Running down Chapel Street, right? Cowboy cop. We got, mate, we got all these birds chasing after Cocky. <laughs> <laughs> I'm running like this flat stick, man. And then we get to electric and we we stop in front of the velvet rope and it's just like we had all these people that were there, like Cocky's entourage, family, friends, and Cocky's like, oh, like all these guys, him now. And then like the bounce is like, no worries, cock and knuckles blow like fucking great. <laughs> no so he should though. And we just ran out. up the stairs, man. I reckon I've perished more shots in half an hour than I've ever That's had. That's incredible. Yeah, it was nuts, man. Great night. Like, tequila again? Again? He would be the most famous person in Melbourne that night. They were uh, plastered yeah. everywhere. Everyone was watching him from like the quarters. Yeah, dude, it was the... like the Beatles or something, man. Yeah, I swear, man, right? I'm not joking. I'm not I'm not embellishing that story. Like, you can ask Cocky, man. We were running down the street and there were people running after us. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. Like it was insane. Well, they lit. They lit the whole tournament up. The whole world, really. You know, CP three even reached out, which is because we know Cocky loves basketball. basketball, Yeah, he was huge. What did did he say to him? I think CP three might have sent him a jersey or something. He shared his. He shared him on like Instagram and said like congratulations and they chat. But it's it's it's, but Cocky's story is incredible, and 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 that's why I'm keen to get Cocky on when he's in town. But it's it's just so rewarding to see both the boys, but especially Cocky. His story the last three, four years, it's been a grind, man. Oh, man. And yeah. you got to chuck COVID in the middle of it, which just means less training and comp and, you know, tournaments. And yeah. he had great momentum and yeah. all these injuries. So everyone sees the 
um, like like you'd expect, no one is going to say that stuff. And I wish you, you know, I wish people did have the yeah. opportunity to have gurus like Ethan follow them because you'd see the story and how they got there. Yeah. When you hear about it, and then especially yeah. you, you know, loans would know more than I, but. The, the hard work behind the scenes to that moment. It's Mate, just the Adelaide better. tournament itself probably gets a little bit overlooked because of the doubles. But it he does. Won that tournament but it, before, right? Yeah, yeah. In his hometown, and that even that was a good. That was, was a good. Unbelievable, man. But like, then, yeah, like, touching on that though, man. Like, I mean, six years he was he was pretty much written off. He got to sixty nine in the world. He was an absolute prodigy. Everyone was talking about how good he was and what he was going to do in the sport. And then all these injuries started to plague him. And I think, like, you know, he was joking about being washed up. But like, you know, he's a very smart guy. Like, he hears what people say about him. He's a switched on dude. And I think it definitely got to him at some point. And then to see him turn around, man, he's top 100 for the first time in six years, man. That's insane. Like now he's 94 in the world. Um, wow. That's the first time in six years he's been in the top 100, man. And like he's only going to have a better year if he can keep his body together, obviously. Yeah. We know how, how good he is. Mm. But I think it's just a testament to so many people that probably did write him off in the locker room, you know what I mean? Yeah. But everyone had so much respect for him because you know like when Cocky's on, he's – just about as good as anyone in the world. Like he's beaten Roger Federer when he, you know, yeah. it's pretty insane, yeah. man. Like he's a serious freak. And that's why it's even, <clears throat> Roger's just one of the, you know, the, just he's just the biggest goat of all time. But yeah. even to have, you know, Roger's messaging him, Tanasi, yeah, yeah. congratulations. He he's got a lot of respect in the locker room, Tanasa. Yeah, he's Tanaza, got a yeah. nickname. And guys yeah. like, you, Tanasi's like, I don't even know where that's come from. Yeah. But I'll take stuck. it. Yeah, yeah, you take it. You take it. It's just great. On that, I should just mention this on the podcast, a cool story. I was telling this to someone the other day. I met Federer through Cocky actually one year at the Oz Open. Got a photo with him. Ended up getting banned for it for a year from Oz Open because you're not supposed to take photos of Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, it's all good. I got reinstated. <laughs> it was worth it. Jesus. But, mate, it was actually – I was hanging out playing table tennis in this, like, games room that the Oz Open have for, like, the players and the family and stuff like that. And we're playing tennis, table tennis with my mate, and this, like, looming figure walks over. And I just see this guy. I'm, like, playing out, having a razz, and I'm, like, mate, can this guy fuck off? I'm trying to hit – I'm going to turn around. It's fucking Roger Federer. And he was standing there watching me have a hit of tennis with this guy, table tennis called Cole Smith, and he's just standing there, and I'm just like – Oh mate, like, what's going on, bro? Like, do you want to play and stuff? He's like, no, it's okay. I'm just gonna watch. Yeah. <laughs> mate, he watched me play table tennis, man. Like, <laughs> I don't know how long for, maybe three, five minutes, man. Like, he was just standing there. It was just him and his daughters in the room, and he was just literally watching us play table tennis. Did he chime in with any commentary? Was he well, just I slapped to say, ball. maybe stiff that for you? Were, were you turning I slapped the ball into the net because I was so tight, and then like it was so funny. He just picked up the ball and was just like. <laughs> <laughs> You are the so, world number one, yeah. the greatest tennis player ever. Yeah. gentleman of all time. You in table yeah. tennis. Yeah. 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 It was well, honestly probably the best moment of my life. Yeah, uh, he's. Uh, I got the privilege to meet him in Perth, oh. uh, mate. Um, you know, everyone's met him. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> he's, we're struggling over here, mate. Yeah. <laughs> it was a random one, but. Um, got a mate that runs like the, just in the tennis uh, yeah. game, and, and Killer got us a seat. And anyway. Long story short, we stuffed the seating arrangement up. He goes, come downstairs, and we had like a quick meal, and they were playing in the Hopman Cup. Oh yeah, yeah. And he loves that. Yeah, and um, I think like the, the the tennis like royalty rocked up in Perth, and he's like, mate, I've given you a, I need to get you out of that seat. It's the best seat in the house. I need to put these people there. I was like, yeah, no worries. Like, but just come underneath and have a quick meal. Main events on soon, and in the Hopman Cup because the males play, you know, they play first singles and then they play the doubles at the yeah. end. I think he played first. We're watching it, and then when he finished, we were downstairs having a meal, and he's come down, and as you'd know, because you'd be under there, there's like this big common area where all the players in the tournament just run in, have a meal, there's snacks everywhere, their families are underneath. 
So he's rolled under. He's won his he's won his um, set or whatever it is the Hopman Cup. It's like three sets, I think. So yeah. he's won his game match, I should say. And uh, and he comes and he's he's just having a meal next to me. Like <laughs> he's about a table yeah, to my right, it's pretty, it's pretty and he's rough. up and about. And no it's because it's like eight pm. And, I, and this is another question I got for you after this with the timing of it all. But just the. Again, he's just a normal guy. And then yeah. I was a bit like, I was just in shock. I was watching what he was putting on his plate. I was yeah, watching yeah. him eat. He was talking about the tennis. He's going, how good's this? And yeah. then as he went out to play, uh, to watch the the female tennis player, I can't remember her name, to support her. We were in the race Belinda with Belinda Benchish it would have been. Yeah. Hopman Cup. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then yeah. Uh, we got a- That's knowledge there, isn't it? Yeah, like, got, a, yeah. yeah got a photo and um, didn't know what to say because I had a thousand questions. And I think my first question was like, do you normally eat bananas like in between games? <laughs> no, like, Tommy. No, is that like your go-to snack in between these games? Like, yeah, no, nah, bananas are good. And I was like, and he spent such a normal question, and then yeah. I instantly relaxed. You know, yeah. he's just like, yeah, he's, he's just a normal guy, such a gentleman. But what you see on TV and that was what so I, is was what I got. So off the court as he's so, on Because on the court he's pretty... Dude, how's this? I reckon he's the best bloke on tour. Like one of the best blokes on tour. Like I remember being in Montreal 2017 and I'll never forget this moment. This is another Roger Federer moment that's just etched into my brain. Because, <laughs> um, mate, like he was my idol growing up. Had oh, posters plastered all over my wall and stuff. Yeah. Know, I aspired to be a tennis player. I had like posters of him. He was my hero and shit. And I was like seriously on this staircase in Montreal and I just saw this media scrum coming up the stairs and I thought, oh man, heavy, some some like heavy hitters coming up the stairs, better shuffle out the way. <laughs> but it was one of those awkward moments where I was already firmly etched on the staircase. <laughs> so right, I'm like, I'm not going back up the stairs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just going to like weasel my way into the wall. So I'm standing there like this on the wall like this, like a soldier, like... You know, anyway, I looked down at my shoes because I'm like, this is awkward. I can't just be staring forward. I've got to look somewhere. So I'm staring at my shoes and I just hear the cameras flashing. I hear the media. I hear that. I see this movement. And then I just see these pristine pair of Nike shoes just stop and align with me. And then I looked up and it was Roger Federer. And he put out his hand. He looked me dead in the eye and he goes, hey, man. Good to see you again. Funny stuff. Keep up the good work. Like he'd seen my shit. Oh, that's he'd great. seen like that the rapper is... stuff. He'd seen like obviously all the impersonations and stuff. And he just like said g'day. And I was just like, mate. Yeah. Wow. That is and awesome. I haven't washed this hand since. That's unbelievable. Well, everyone would now. Now now 2017, what are we, 2022? Don't worry, mate. I've got my hand left handed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, I can see you. Again, yeah. 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 We shook hands <laughs> earlier. We shook hands earlier. But, uh, <laughs> he no. went to the toilet before <laughs> and then we, he comes yeah. back and goes, oh, sorry, mate. I was walking upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what this place yeah. yeah. about. Yeah. What have yeah. you been doing? Yeah. The, um, now that you're batting everybody. Five years on, you'd be the, you'd be you'd just be the king now, wouldn't you? Would you walk around, everyone go just get around you now? Everyone well, should know mate, your name. It's really cool, man. Like, I mean, we I did that video with Jim Courier this year, and that was the coolest experience because he was actually with Killer, and I walked past I walked past Jim and and I thought, nah, I got to go over there and say good day. So I roll up to Jim and I'm like, Did he know who you were? Mate, straight away. Straight away. It was so cool, man. Is that like, the first time you'd met as well? No, no. Like we'd met first? seven years earlier. Okay. But like I don't think at that time he had any idea who I was. But obviously I've been around the scene and doing this like niche tennis comedy for quite some time now. Yeah. And so he knew exactly who I and was. And you're Jim Curious. Have you heard it's the Jim? It's mate. The Yara. <laughs> mate. And, like it was crazy. Like you, I mean, I don't know if you saw, the guys saw the video. But I like, did. I off, saw the video. Off, yeah. off, the, off the like lens and stuff. He was just like, oh, it's you. What's going on right now? Ali Aloni right about now. It's great to see you right now. 
like <laughs> straight up just locked into a combo with me like straight away i was like whoa man yeah that's crazy. Crazy. he's like love what you do he's like it's great for the sport great for the sport right about now he's like keep making videos right now he's like we need more guys like you like that's just awesome. like a proper pep talk yeah like, like yeah he's like you know we need more comic relief in the sport right about now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You offer that. I feel like you yeah. guys are yeah. almost the dream team. Well, you are because you yeah. got the boys now taking this doubles. This doubles is going to go to a new level. Yeah, they've changed the game in Melbourne, yeah. right? Everyone, like my cousin, sixteen, all his mates just wanted to go watch the boys, yeah. and they reckon it is a bit of a circus in the crowd. They go, it's wild, yeah. and because the boys are playing it, the, they weren't playing in the main. The main. But they wanted to stay. Well, there, didn't I got a story about that. Holy they shit. wanted. To they were saying there, it was just. Unbelievable scenes in the crowd. Yeah, mate. So, like, in I think it was the match that he was playing, Michael Venus, where you know oh, Michael the, Venus, yeah, the there. infamous. Dude, so I was sitting like literally in the box behind Cocky and um, Cocky, Cocky's coach. Like, we're all in the sort of the same area, right? Because it's a big when the doubles is on. You know, obviously it's like Kiggs is coach and entourage, and then like Cocky's entourage as well. So there's like quite a few people around. Luckily, I had a spot just behind Cocky's coaches, Todd and Todd. Yeah. So I'm sitting there and like. We just decided, well, I decided personally that every time, like it's a bit, it's a bit of a grey area to yell out during a player's serve, but in between service motions, just before they start their action, it's pretty much it's frowned upon. It's a sin, but it's not illegal. Wow, so, sounds like bad sportsmanship. So what I started to do, and it started to pay dividends for the boys, and I explained this to Thanasi after the match. <laughs> I'm like, th- I think Michael Venus might be pissed off at me specifically <laughs> because what I was actually doing was. I would yell out in support for the boys, but I would do it as a different character every point. <laughs> so you'd hear this voice in the crowd right from courtside, like just before Michael threw up his ball toss, like just before he started his motion, I'd be like, let's go, Kaki, right here, man. This is your moment right here now. <laughs> and I'd be like, let's go, Thanasi Kokonakis, right here, right now. <laughs> right here, right now. And then I just went rogue, man. Some of the voices were coming out. I was like, Let's go, Kalkanakis. It's your time. Your time. Yelling out all sorts of shit, man. People Mate, anything like, goes at that stage. What the hell is this guy saying? <laughs> and then I was doing like Eastern Europe. I'm like, Kalki, Kalki, let's go. I'm, 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 hey, 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 And like this guy, man, I swear I was getting daggers from Venus. Like every time he'd change events, he'd just look over and be like, who the fuck? Oh, oh, they, so they, they were, was he looking? I was going to say, was man, looking, was that obvious? Yeah, it's obvious as, man. Hey, that's what you got to do to get the but I was trying, like, I don't think he knew it was coming from me because I was trying to direct it. It'd be hard for him to not. He'd just know what it oh, is. Gonna, gonna, gonna I made sure that it was... <laughs> yeah. like, we'll, send, we'll clip this up and send it to you. get a nasty DM from Michael Venus <laughs> after this. I was tickling his earlobe, man. I was making sure that what I was doing, I was like this. Oh. I was like, you know... Yeah, and cocky. I don't think they even knew because they were so locked in. But everyone around us were pissing themselves. Oh. I had the whole stand like laughing. It's, and that's the thing; it was just a circus yeah. out there. Yeah. And the yeah. more the people laughed, the more you're gonna do it. Yeah. Well, the best part was, man, because I was getting so rowdy. I looked over to my left, and we had these like Aussie fanatics and stuff, and they were like looking over, and they're like, oh, "If he's doing it, then it's all right for us to do it." <laughs> and they were like, "Yeah, let's go, Kings! Like, let's go right now!" And the guys, top. <laughs> 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 his legs are wobbling like it's just, yeah. It's good, man. But the tennis, the the doubles players would, as much as it's it's you know, it's caused a lot of it's just, you know a lot of headlines. It's, yeah. it's put the sport to the root. The doubles, yeah. oh, they mate. must be loving it now. I'll They're watch, going now. I'll we're going to get games, not as a tennis fanatic. But I reckon I've it's their games more. Yeah, than I was but watching it's going to it's going to boost all their sponsorships. Like you know, it's really hard to get paid in the sport. Jeez. I'd imagine the doubles is. You know, it's, even harder. This is going to help the sport. And then that's what I'm saying to you. Blokes like you that can do all this comedy. And that's why I think you should be on tour with the boys whenever you can. Yeah. Because there's, we always have a laugh about how he's the 
he's the king of January. Like January comes <laughs> yeah. around yeah. in February. Like it's his month. But I was saying it should be your month every month if you go on tour. Yeah. And then, like you said with Channel Nine, there's got to be a there's got to be a way that we can get this great man on tour. You almost you need to have a little spell because everyone would just love it. But all the impersonations you'd be able to pick up along the way. So well, it's a good segue because you do do stand up, don't you? I've yeah. Done it in the past. Yeah. Is that something you're doing now consistently? Well, I kind of typically on only do sort of corporate gigs because, like, yeah, a lot of people have asked me about this, and it's kind of weird because. Um, Kiggs and I have had discussions about this and we probably bonded a fair bit about this. Like, I think in terms of like my natural aptitude for skills, like stand-up would probably be like right up there as one of the things I'm probably most naturally suited for, but I don't like it. Mm. So like, yeah. What what specifically for you? I don't know, man. I think I just like, I'm a bit of a perfectionist when it comes to that stuff and I get like really anxious. Like I get like terrible anxiety because I'm like, even if like I get laughs all the way through and there's like a lull for three minutes or two minutes or a minute, I think shit, I should have got laughs there and I can't stop thinking about the negatives as opposed to the positives. Wow. Yeah, so like, I don't know, man. I do I do corporate gigs, but I only do them for exorbitant fees. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, because, because, That's awesome. Because, man, like, honestly, like, I thought about it. I'm like, I don't like doing this. So if I'm going to do it, yeah. I want to make it worth my while. Because yeah. Yeah. I was doing corporate gigs, I think, like, underquoting myself for a long time and then delivering and always doing it. But it's costing my health. Yeah. Like, I was so rattled by it, man. It would, like, I wouldn't sleep. I'd be so anxious and stuff and even though like i looked like i wasn't nervous when i was up there like i was shitting bricks before i went on stage like i get the worst anxiety once oh. i grab the mic i'm fine yeah. but, oh really yeah, but once but, but like but backstage i'm like trendy. so pre pre-show you just yeah ain't, yeah i, I think yeah. if i put myself in his shoes i'd feel absolutely horrified well, that's what people stuff. don't i've been to a few and there've been a few fizzles but i never yeah. ever when I say fizzle, it's, I don't expect it to be amazing. I reckon sometimes when it's poor, it's funny, but some people are so critical and it's like they go to these shows and they expect the best of the best, like Carl Barron, someone that just rings a bell for me, yeah. right? And if they're not as good, but it's, you know, I've seen some shows, even like Shooter, I see yeah. Shooter, someone's like, throw your shit and throwing bottles at him. I'm yeah. like, come yeah. on, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's horrible. That is it's brutal. Hectic, man. Like, I've had some some shockers, but I've also had some great ones. But yeah, I just think like that might be on the cards for me at some point. Like maybe that's not something I'll grapple with my whole life. You know what I mean? But typically, like I think I'm better suited to sketch comedy. I prefer doing like online gags, stuff off the cuff. I've been doing like radio demos demos recently. I'd love yeah. to get into radio, commercial radio. Like I think I'm funnier on the fly. Yeah. But um, can you give me an intro for Tommy Talks? I need to do that now. Which kind of what, what voice would you like? Just like who's coming I mean, on this show, I what mean, we're talking about, I mean, and your like, favorite voice. I mean, but but yeah, okay. This I need an intro. I meant to do it after this show and an outro. Maybe. I could just get you to do it. <laughs> just do it, cut this in the front. Yeah, the, do yeah, your job for me. His yeah, intro before on your Instagram story before we went live uh, was one one for the book. I know. I need one, one for the audio. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, I mean, I'm just looking through this voice. Yeah, it's a right pretty now. pretty big list. It's, I mean, I mean, who would you like to? The uh, thing is, I love everyone. You know that. Yeah, it's so true, mate. It's so true. Um, yeah, gee whiz. Here we go. The intro. This will be great. Leonardo DiCaprio one. Yeah, that's a tough one. That, that is tough. tough. I haven't really. No, I mean, I mean, look, I'm happy to do well, it, but I just Donald think Trump. I, 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 I'm, yeah, Donald Trump would be great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy to do Leo. The thing is, that Leo's not like when you're thinking for an intro. intro you want, yeah, you want an authoritarian. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Let's get Trump, Leo's Trump subtle, yeah. Leo's more Morgan Freeman esque. That's true. I think Trump is good. Yeah, let's do yeah, Donald. Okay, Trump. here we go. Sweet Jake, Tommy, Elliot. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Stanley Trump, and I want to talk about the greatest podcast in the world. This podcast, Tommy Talks with Tommy Shed. I gotta say, I gotta say, I've seen a lot of podcasts. I am a podcast. I'm the best podcast. I've got the greatest podcast. This guy has the greatest podcast in all the world. You have to listen to it. If you don't listen to it, I'm going to grab you by the pussy. I don't care who you are. (laughs) 
I don't care if you have an appendage or a vagina. I'm going to grab you by the pussy. That's how it's going to go down. Okay? <laughs> Listen to Tommy Tux. It's the greatest podcast in the world. Donald Trump certified. Oh, oh my, that doesn't understand you. What about the kiss? And the kiss at the end. We were laughing the other day. I was at a wedding, mate, and there's this bloke there, and he's a ripping bloke. I won't I won't name names, but um he he'd had a lot of hell of a lot of Botox done and he had the same Trump haircut. He got <laughs> oh up, no. He got up to give like a speech at this wedding. Oh. And I was sitting there with my mate. And I was just doing Donald Trump impressions. And I had him everywhere, mate. He was falling all over the table. He had the same physique too when he got up. And says, like, this is a great wedding. I've known the bride and groom my whole life. I really am. <laughs> I actually had um, just one more question before. You probably want to round up, Tommy. But are we allowed to touch on Saturday Night Live? Yeah, sure, man. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's pretty. That's probably the biggest it platform is that his personality well, I remember talking, would be like yeah. suited for so much. Mm. At the time when we spoke when I was in Gold Coast last year, we were in middle of the year last year. Yeah, you, said it was, you, yeah, you spoke to me about it. Well, you were sending me your raw stuff. And yeah. I was, I mean, I'm the worst person to send it to because I laugh at everything. Yeah. I thought it was yeah. hilarious. He's like, nah, just need to nail this bit. I'm like, mate, send that bit. That's spot yeah. on. Yeah. But do you want to just talk about what what that like you know what that looks yeah. like, the roadmap for comedians, and also how big that is, and the opportunity that presents, and and what your future might be. Yeah, sure, like? man. Yeah, absolutely. I think like um like I think my my pathway I'm trying to carve uh, carve out for myself is probably a little bit different to a lot of traditional comedians out there. Like I think like most of the comedians that I've met throughout my comedy journey love stand up, man. Like most of my mates who I started doing stand up with, man, like they genuinely love doing it i don't like doing it man so like i had to think about like you know because i know that my skill set is naturally suited to doing goofy funny shit Mm -hmm. and so i thought well i'm really good at doing impersonations i'm really good at assuming characters i'm good at doing voices like where's a vehicle that i can attach myself to that does just that and then obviously like i oriented myself and i thought oh an SNL would be perfect, mate. Like that'd be perfect. And so I got in touch with a manager who was in the US. And then what I ended up doing was I sent him like an impression reel. And then he sent it to one of his contacts who were f- affiliated with SNL or whatever. And they were like, this is great. We want this guy to send in a tape. So then like we just hit the ground running, man. Like then then it just became like you need to do five original characters, five impersonations, and you need to send it in like ASAP, basically. Wow. And so yeah, I just was like, holy shit, man, because it was a big opportunity because we had like the window, the window for applications closes. I can't remember exact month or date. But I, did, I had a small window, so I had to like sit down and go fuck and just like come up with these original characters. Was probably the hardest part, and then come up with like five impersonations and stuff. And I was just sitting there watching all the originals, like Jimmy Fallon and like Will Ferrell, and just like trying to get a sense of like you know what I had to do. Um, but then obviously it made it tough because I couldn't get over there because of COVID. Like COVID was just ravaging Victoria <clears throat> at that time. Yeah. So yeah, I ended up sending in like a tape, and. Um, I didn't get selected, so. Oh, really? <laughs> well, no, they went with three Americans, so. But how, it's they've th- never chosen an Australian before. I was going to say, would you? You be said the first that. There's, ever? there's guys. Yeah, th- I would be the first ever. I mean, there's been there's been a few people and stuff on Twitter I've seen that have like tweeted me and said you wouldn't be the first ever. There's a guy called Bowen Yang who was like born in Brisbane but lived in America basically his whole life. So there's like. You know, I'd be the first guy like born and bred Australian. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, guys yeah, yeah. that were born in Australia, then lived in America, then became like. Does that motivate you to keep going? Because I feel like yeah. that 
I don't know enough about the space, but Surely I'm a big believer this. I don't, no, no, I think that, that the whole, the fact that you can't even get there at the time or, you know, like there's a big yeah, risk involved. They go with the local, you know, the, 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 the Americans. But like, I, I genuinely think that if I got in front of like, say, Lorne Michaels or the people that would make, make the executive decisions in the show, it make, it make things a lot easier for me. Like I think like, you know, yeah. I need to meet them. They need to get a vibe of my energy and maybe see like what I'm capable of. Because I feel like even in the tape, it was just a surface level of like what I believe I can do in that environment. Like I feel yeah. like if I was just in that environment, I would improve just being in that environment because it forces you to get out your comfort zone a little bit. It's not the same. You're doing but, it to a video camera. But like, you know, I just think if I was given the opportunity on a show, like I said, now I really think that I would get the best out of my skill set, if that yeah. makes sense. So like that's obviously makes sense to me to go for a show like that. And there's nothing like that in Australia. Nah, there's so. not. What is the, uh, give us a little snippet of your, you can, you can, is it, is an exclusive bit of tape that you sent to them or is no it? no no it's on youtube i think oh it's on youtube yeah, yeah. well oh, i so think we the one out. well one of the ones i did was on youtube like i put like a um one take version out and then the agent was like you can't use that because you have to do it they want it a specific way so then i just uploaded that on youtube as a redundant tape in the end and then um which is a good idea because if it goes yeah. which it will it when more people listen to it it's just going to get their attention yeah and then so basically uh then i did like a traditional sense of green screen video which was just like done in front of a green screen and shit like that it was just, it's yeah, a full yeah. process what a story man yeah. honestly man i hope we see you on there that'd be something else yeah and it's Imagine good to that. understand like like behind the scenes well that's why you're the humanizing grind, right? the athlete humanizing whatever the skill is the comedian it's like we've spoken about this in depth the hard work behind the scenes, we always we love that. Maybe he'd be like, we we're talking, and he's like, mate, I've just, I've got to, I've got to have a break, hit the bench press, he'd have a yeah. laugh, he'd like <laughs> smack out like a thousand reps because he's got to get, the, as you know, when you exercise, yeah. you start thinking clearly yeah, again. He's in great, he's in, he's in career, he's in career best net, man. Honestly, like, I just, man, I love it. Like, I'm a bit of an extremist in every sense of the word, I reckon. Like, man, if I like want to do something i go like hell for leather hey like i yeah. feel like you blake's probably the same yeah, yeah, yeah. i don't know man like, i just like with like fitness an ocd kind of little, little OCD. do it properly if you're gonna do yeah. it do it properly well it was yeah, the same with tennis man i'd practice like so much and it was the same with fitness like as soon as i decided that i was going to sort my rig out like i just went like so hard with it like i just feel like you know if you're gonna decide to do something you may as well go all in you know what i mean so yeah. like that's kind of the way i see things no, you're right, and you have, and and that's what I'm saying. Behind the scenes, when you were doing all that stuff, just to clear the head, the hard work to do all these new characters, yeah. and oh, mate, it's um, it's impressive. Like, we're, we're, it's the journey is only just starting. Like I said, <laughs> we got I'm these tours. I think the cocky and they're in Miami yeah. at the moment. You, you'd, yeah. be, you'd be, you'd be, you're tossing. getting on a few more, yeah, few more tournaments. Oh, yeah, for sure. I was thinking about going to Miami and Wells, but I think it's probably more likely it'll go to New York this year. I'd love to try and get over there and maybe speaking more on the SNL stuff, like maybe meet some people. In Could that, link that's, up that's in a that great space. Way, yeah. and I've got a few comedians and stuff that. Um, I know over there, like Jeff Richards, who was on the show, um, who I've been speaking to a fair bit. He's a ripping bloke. He was like around Fallon's era and stuff. And um, Have you met Jimmy Fallon? No, I haven't met Fallon, man. I'd love to meet him though. Surely it's, these guys mate, would These guys out. would just be like their energy would just connect with you. Yeah. yeah. You need your own show, mate. Love mate I'd love to do something like that, man. Like, I feel like it's interesting. Like I resonate a lot with guys like Jimmy Fallon, even dudes from Australia, Eric Banner and stuff who started off where I did. You know what I mean? Like Eric started off in stand-up doing yeah. sketch comedy and stuff. Like guys like that, I mean – Mate, I don't know. I think like even acting wouldn't be outside the, the realm of possibility for me in terms of like, I don't know if I'm a good actor in terms of uh, assuming the role of myself, but I think like if I got a role where I could completely immerse myself in a character, I think I'd probably do really well. I think well. you'd do very well. Yeah, so I think like it just depends, you know, like there's no Chopper Reed scripts out there. The <laughs> 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 oh, you know? mate. 
Fucking unbelievable. Yeah, chopper, oh, no, right? Totally. I just get called chopper, but not because of the uh, the, the ears, because of the teeth. Just big, <laughs> the fangs. Big chopper. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> hilarious, unbelievable. Man. Jesus Christ, unbelievable scenes. But yeah, I don't know. So, mate, we'll have to see what happens there. But When's the New York tournament? Well, when's the uh, boys? I think it's in August. Or- Think it's in August? Yeah. Is that a Google situation? Yeah, I was going to. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> He's been locked out of his computer, mate. <laughs> I don't know. I don't like yeah, to look at that screen. Mate. What's going on here? There's letters and numbers and all sorts of things flying through that screen. It's encrypted, mate. For mate, a good it looks reason. like a Matrix cutscene. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mate, why don't you tell me what it looks like as Keanu Reeves? <laughs> yeah, true. That's actually not a bad shout, mate. Well, um, like I said, thanks so much for coming. I really appreciate. We do more of this. I've always thought, that, you know, when we need a guest, mate, I've been pumped for this one. Yeah, I just makes me. Awesome. so much and yeah. and as i said we've got a couple of hats there for that um that 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 haircut miss you've you've had but uh thanks, thanks to caps for looking after that and, and obviously got some sunnies for you from rick's as, oh. as per mate oh, i can't have you walking around in those other ones is, is, that, is that good enough for the parking ticket you're going to get that transaction oh, i don't know mate i'm not we sure we might have to buy him lunch or i think yeah like i think we'll buy him lunch after this i'm out of pocket a lot of money we need a corporate to inquire in we'll get him a little stand-up gig yeah, um, just a little one, just a small exclusive one. Yeah, mate, that'd be good. That'd be good, mate. Just, and then just uh, jack up the price. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Exorbitant fees. Yeah. Jackie, you can jack it up. Yeah, oh, beautiful. But, um, a little outro for the guests in your favourite, favourite character, oh, trending character. Gee whiz, mate. I don't know. That's a tough one. Original or. Um... You know what? I've, uh, this is pretty funny, but like Cocky loves this one. I was just screwing around the other day and playing around with laughs and stuff, and I was doing Krusty the Clown, but just this <laughs> laugh. <laughs> Do you know, this is pretty. Hang on. <clears throat> Wow. Were you doing that? Uh, you were doing that yesterday, weren't you? Oh, good. Uh, uh, beat it, kid. <laughs> and that's a new one. Yeah, it's a new one. It doesn't does it get better than these, mate. Duffman. Duffman. Welcome, Duffman. Loves Tommy Talks here live oh. in the studio. Where are we? The Commons. The commons. At the Commons. <laughs> here live in Richmond. Parking fine central. <laughs> oh, mate. Oh, mate. Oh, it's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Oh, no here. worries. Thank Super you so fun, much mate. for coming in. I will. I'll, it's mate, not I'll, a problem. <laughs> what what going to happen? It's going to happen. So whatever happened, happened. It's, it's not whatever happened, happened. It's all fine. It's what happened, happened. Oh. This hair is truly remarkable. <laughs> this is the rare endangered species of Tommy Sheridan. <laughs> This rogue alpha specimen cowboy loves to come into the studio and smile with his goofy Luna Park looking <laughs> He can be seen dwelling on the dance floor of nightclubs multiple nights a week. For <laughs> true story. <laughs> Trying to find females to mate with. <laughs> oh, fuck it. Mate, what an episode. Tommy no, talks, no, mate. No, I tell you what, no, you never know what you're going to get mate, on this platform. Some crazy shit here. I'm just trying to think what else I can rattle off before we head off. Oh, rattle uh, What about a little bit of Bruce McAvoy? Oh, oh, this is my favourite. This, you can't go past this. Uh, we haven't really done Brucey for a while, have we? But, yeah. I mean, it really gets you excited just thinking about it, doesn't it? <laughs> I mean, Brucey gets himself excited. I mean, really, when I'm sitting next to such a thoroughbred <laughs> unicorn athlete like this man, I really think he could run the steeplechase at the Olympics. <laughs> 
I really do. I think it would just take a couple of weeks training and you'd be right up there with the best, wouldn't you say so? Well, I, I certainly so. would, yes. No, you don't need to answer it just yet. I'm not done pumping you up. I'm just not done pumping you up. Oh, I mean, have a look at those pectorals and that deltoid. I can see it pulsating through your jumper. I really can. We need to get you a Gatorade sponsorship, young man. We really do. I'd love to get you on the payroll. I'd pay you just to look at you. I really would. <laughs> You remind me of Surioli charging up the halfback flank. For goodness sake, do us all a favour. Save me the trouble and whip your dick out. (laughs) (laughs) As long as it's not safe, it's not long. I'm all in. We've gone from the stable chase to cocking it's not the steeple chase anymore. It's the gobble chase. I want to gobble it up. <laughs> oh, I'm sweaty. Fucking hell. Oh, mate, it's hot in here now. I'm sweating, mate, after that. I'm sweating too. Oh. Jesus Christ. All right. Oh, Tommy, okay. mate, we got to wrap this up, mate. Oh, I need some air, I reckon. Fuck, mate. Fuck, fuck me. Get me breath, me jaws aching oh, from laughing. Oh, fuck, I've got Elmo in here. Fuck, Elmo. Elmo's outrageous. It's a gift that just keeps giving. It's yeah. Mate. <laughs> I don't know how much more I can be around you because yeah. I just feel like that list I'm just going to keep building. <laughs> 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 what I said to you, I literally, the list doesn't stop. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, it's, stop. It's frightening what it's The list about. doesn't stop right about now. Brought oh, that was to my, you by Pepsi Cola. <laughs> that, was smooth, my, that was my other question, um, Rafa. Because yep. you, you've done it for so long. Yeah. Is he, are you mates with him now? Yeah, man. So how's this, dude? This is a question of, this is a, um, the, answer to how I met Rafa because I have met him once and it was in 2017 the same time yeah. at Feds and dude like it was crazy so we were doing all these random interviews and I was interviewing like Gregor Dimitrov and Milos Ranich and all these guys and then like Rafa rolls over you know and I'm like holy shit man this is my opportunity I've been waiting for this my whole life eh? like I was standing there and he was right in front of me and like you know it's getting ready like you know we had the cameras on and everything and I was about, about to ask my first question and then literally this French Canadian dude like runs over and he's like, dude, no, like, no, this is not, not going to happen, dude. We, we have the interview with Rafa. You cannot, you cannot, you do not have the jurisdiction to do this, dude. And I was like, oh, come on, man. Like, just let me say one more. He's like, no. He's like, he's with TVA Sports now, not you, dude. And then like he pulls him aside and then Rafa was actually really nice about it, man. Like Rafa like tapped me on the shoulder. He's like, I'm sorry, little guy, but what what happened? <laughs> <laughs> and I know you got up, but next time I'm, gonna, I'm very sorry about this little guy, but he kept calling me little guy. I'm like, mate, I don't know. You haven't seen my dick. So I don't know. <laughs> I mean, how do you know that? <laughs> little guy. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, I was like, what are you saying? But um, yeah, it was really funny, man. But that was the only interaction I've had with him, mate. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I've oh, seen, wow. I mean, I've sat, it's so crazy, man, because you're not allowed to speak to them in the player cafe but i've been at ao and brisbane international and some of these tournaments i've literally sat next to him where you are man like oh, that t- close that close like and there'd be a table a dividing us like a little bit of a table there and he usually sits there with his entourage and plays backgammon so he's just sitting there playing backgammon man like he just plays board games and stuff it's what he does to de-stress and stuff and i'm yeah. sitting next to him man like watching him roll dices and stuff and doing all the shit and i'm just like fuck man i just want to tap him on the shoulder and be like man yeah, yeah like, fuck it. But I just can't, man. I need, I need someone so, to introduce need this. A we need to set up a one-on-one. On one. They, they oh. need a one-on-one. On one. The yeah. next year, AO, set it up, 
And you could even, they be, should, you should just be yourself and they obviously be back in a second. Oh. Come out and the Yeah, they should interview them as oh. them. Surely. And just see how they handle it. We all want to see Like it. the, um, what's his name? Hamish and Andy, or, uh, Andy, how he does that segment. Yeah, when he Guess sits who? down. They should have the same room with Elliot and, oh. and So. We're going to make that happen. Mate, that'd be unbelievable. I've seen like what Andy Lee does and stuff for the tennis and I think he's great, but I think they could really utilize someone like myself to do similar type things. 100%. Yeah. I think because, you know, Andy Lee's obviously a big personality and he's had a great career and stuff, but I think like just in the, because tennis is so niche, in the tennis, space yeah i don't know if like many people really like we're getting it done we're getting yeah, it done yeah, yeah. we're gonna set that up one yeah, v one rafa v rafa yeah yeah, yeah no, that'd, that'd be, be that'd be probably one of the greatest unbelievable achievements yeah blow blow the internet up would that be like surreal to you as well because i think i'd probably retire i think <laughs> <laughs> i think you deserve it you've I'd only be, how long you've been grinding the rafa out for mate, i'd be surely the caribbean with the 300 bucks in my savings mate and i wouldn't come back i'd be i'd be It'd be game set match for me for sure. That'd oh be mate, insane. we're getting it done. Yeah, there you go, yeah. Lions. Thanks so much, brother. Mate, All the been, best. It's been an honour, mate. Jakey, Fun great to have mate, you. Absolute yeah. awesome, mate. Yeah, great cheers. to meet you. Too. No, thanks, Jakey, yeah. mate. I'll see you on Martin's. Yeah, for sure. Especially <laughs> <laughs> the sunny's on. Oh, there it is. That's a wrap. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Out, yeah. Fuck. Outro. 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 Give it to me. Boom. Oh, what am I doing for the outro? Um, what about Jerry Seinfeld? Wrap that up for me. No, not wrap that whole Jerry thing up for Seinfeld. me. <laughs> What's the deal with Tommy Sheridan's head? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a lot smaller. It's a lot weirder than regular heads. Why is it here? <laughs> oh, God, he's so good. What about, did Dr. Phil McGraw? What if I did Dr. Phil? You know, yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Di- diagnosed. Ray Tommy. and Dr. Phil. Oh. Well, not Phil McGraw, you gotta you gotta change your life. I, I, I've seen you before, and, and and you're not doing the right thing, Jake. You will agree with me. This man is rogue. I mean, if he does not start talking like Tommy again, I mean, he's gonna lose his yeah, show. He's out of control. You gotta you you gotta you gotta do something. I mean, you gotta if you not, if you don't, you're you're not gonna. You gotta you gotta do. You gotta. It's not. You gotta. It's not. What what is in this drink? Did you put something in there? What the what the what the What the fuck is going? We gotta go to a break. This is not. This not Dr. Phil. This is not the McGraw you know. Elliot Loney, that's a wrap. See you next week. Uh.